Hey, Facebook. Welcome to Lawn Doctor Live. I am here with the editor of Landscape Management Magazine, Marisa Palmieri. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Ken? I am. You know what? I'm doing better now that we're here in Florida rather than that nasty, you know, Michigan uh, Ohio, so. rainy weather. I got in the plane. I almost washed. I almost floated away because there was so much rain coming down. But here, it's, what was it? It's like 84 degrees, and it's beautiful. Sun's out. Yeah, can't complain. So tell me a little bit about you. I mean, what's your background? How did you, What's your story, you know, from college forward? You know, how, how did you get into this industry, and how are you the editor of, you know, one of the largest uh, lawn care and landscape publications in the green industry? Um, so I went to Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, um, for journalism, so I, I was never really exactly sure what I wanted to do in relation to journalism, but I always, you know, I liked English class yeah. in high school, and I like research, and, and that's, um, so that led me into journalism. I always, I like hearing people's stories and telling people's stories, so that led me to journalism, and you know, I, at one point I thought I wanted to write for Rolling Stone or, you know, oh, something awesome. like that, but I always really knew I was going to come back to Cleveland. Yeah which is where I'm from and which is uh, where I live today and where our parent company, North Coast Media, is based. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, so I got an internship in college in um, business-to-business publishing. I worked okay. for a company that's um, <clears throat> called Advanced Star Communications, and I worked on a magazine called Hotel and Motel Management. So okay. we, it was Totally different vertical yeah. than the lawn care space, exactly, right? I mean, but I, that was kind of my... Um, first step into B2B publishing and I really liked it. Again, I, I learned I liked writing about business, learning about business and, and just, it's no matter what aspect of journalism you right. you work in, you're really just telling people stories. So, right. um, so from there that just allowed me to get another internship and then you know my first job out of college was with a, a B2B company and there's actually a lot of um, B2B or trade publishing companies based mm-hmm. in Cleveland. So, I, you know, I got a job with one of them. The first magazine I was an associate editor for was called Paperboard Packaging. So, again, completely really? different. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah, there's a... So there, there was multiple changes, I guess, in the, the direction to where you're at today to being the editor of the Landscape Management Magazine. Yes. Right? Yep. Okay. So, but again, you can tell somebody's story, you, you understand a little bit about business, and you can kind of work for any right anyone right um but you know after that i worked um for a magazine in the green industry and i really liked you know the landscape industry people and lawn care are the nicest people that you'll right. ever meet um people are really willing to share and Absolutely. open and they're um i'm sure you've learned here at this event people will tell you anything they yeah. want you want to know about their business i've i've learned a ton this is such a great event that you guys put on i mean with me being a young entrepreneur in the industry it's really easy for me to reach up to people in relationships that are, you know, where that I want to be. I I mean, I talked to you about reaching out to Chris uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. You know, he's with Smart Lawn now, but he sold his noon turf care franchise or uh, business. And he was more than willing to share how he got to where he was and then pay it forward to me Mm -hmm. to inspire me and motivate me. And I say, Hey, this is possible, dude, go out and get it. Right. Right. And, um, so that's one thing I appreciate about the industry too. It's mm-hmm. so open; people are willing to share. So I mean, that probably makes it easier for you for makes writing me, stories, yeah, right? Makes it much easier for me to do my job. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that, and everyone's um, down to earth and 
like I said, it's uh, there's a lot of family businesses. We were yeah. talking about that earlier, and the, kind of the industry feels like a big family sometimes. Yeah. So, um, so that's great because some of the other industries I've worked in, people haven't been like that. You know, they think that everything they're doing trade is, secrets. It's so yeah, it's secretive. so unique, and I, I couldn't possibly talk about that. And the difference in this industry too is it's so fragmented. You know, there's a couple large national companies, and there's right. lots of large regional companies. But for the most part, there's people aren't competing on a national level. So right. Do they ever come to these things, the the, the bigger guys? Um, yeah, well, sometimes. Yeah. Here and there? Okay. Because yeah. everybody's represented here, right? So, I mean, we're, we're considered a small company compared to some of the, the big boys here. But, um, Your individual franchise. Yeah, but our individual franchise. For Lawn Doctor is a whole large company, but our individual unit is smaller. Um, getting larger, though. Yeah. Going to be the largest. But um, we're growing very quickly. And, uh, you know, there's there's businesses of all size here. And that's one thing I appreciate about being here. There's guys who are 50, 60, 70, and they're telling me old. I had a nice conversation with the Permagreen um, representative last night, and he's telling me stories about back in the day, the Duke brothers with True Green. And I'm like, are they still alive? I want to meet them, right? And, like, right. hear the stories behind it because, you know, I love – getting those stories what did it look like i know that you know true green's a billion dollar company now but what did it look like 60 years ago mm -hmm. what what this industry didn't even exist really 60 for the years most ago? part yeah no I mean, it was just getting started it was just getting started you know it was it, it was a, it was a newer concept with paying people to do your lawn and and now it's become a status symbol right green mm -hmm. thick and weed free turf is like you know maybe like a new mercedes-benz it's the status symbol of of uh you know things that people appreciate right. um so okay so what what do you see that parallels between you know that job that you had at the um the hotel and the motel magazine mm -hmm. in this one you said that you know people in this industry are more willing to share are, are there any other like correlations that you notice between each magazine um well that was an internship but okay. um just in you know to your question though in general uh i think most people and most you know, small businesses in, in the country are just trying every day, you know, they're, they're entrepreneurs, they're going right. out there, they're trying to do the right thing for their business, for their family, and for the people that work for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, who don't work in or understand business, you know, why would you want to grow? Is right. People can't get their mind right. around that. And when, you, when you're here and you talk to people and they're not sure how fast they should grow, but they, they all know that they do want to grow so that they can pro provide opportunities for other people. Right. And I think that's really what business is and what it comes down to. And it's, it's pretty interesting when you see and hear that, you know, business people aren't out to, to just, just make a profit no. for themselves. I mean, of course that's part of it, but ultimately it's to provide opportunity for other people. And that's, I think the one main thing I've yeah. learned and have really been interested in. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about that this morning. I mean, everybody in this room is growing, right? We all want to grow our businesses. We all want to create new opportunities for people to advance their careers financially and, you know, personally. Like in our company, it's a big thing with, with us that I want to help my people as we grow, you know, personally develop into stronger people, you know, people that are more capable of going out and introducing themselves to, to people to get them known, um, you know, in the community and out doing great things. And it's always... It's always fun for me, you know. We do a lot of parades and like really commute. We own a we own a street in Kentwood that we pick up trash every yeah. year, and it's like those types of community things beyond just like trying to sell somebody lawn care is one thing I really appreciate about a lot of these guys here because it's it was this common theme today on the panel that we had. Um, 
everybody wanted to create a culture where their employees can thrive and have opportunity. And I think right. that's it's not like that with a lot of industries. You think that a lot of business people sometimes maybe just get greedy about the money, but these guys are willing to, you know, pay people well, very well. Some of them, I was talking to them last night at the, the networking that we were doing, and uh, some of these guys are getting paid great money, it, sometimes not even having a college degree. Mm -hmm. um, they're getting paid really good money, and they're providing a great service. I mean, mm -hmm. you get to work outside. I mean, I'm sure working outside isn't always I mean, how all cool, it's cracked up to I, be. I, I mean, how cool is that? Like, like giving somebody a green, thick, weed-free lawn is, is pretty cool, especially if they couldn't do it themselves. And the fact that, you know, it's less than a can of Coke a day, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it seems like a good value to me. So on that note, How's 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 your green thumb? Is it is it good? Or how's how's your lawn looking at My home? My lawn is not does not look great. I, we should probably hire yeah somebody. Somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know a few people, right? <laughs> I do. I, yes, I do. Um, yeah, we're not. Yeah, we we need to hire somebody. You know what? It's probably because <laughs> you, you guys are growing so quickly with the landscape management that all your attentions on and focus is on growing the the, the landscape um, management outside of out, outside of work. Um, I know that you have a husband, right? Yep. And uh, and children. So tell me a little bit about them. Uh, okay. So I have my husband, Mike. Mm -hmm. um, we've been married for almost 10 years. I can't believe that. Oh, wow. Uh, we have two daughters. Uh, Sadie is eight. Mm -hmm. just turned eight a couple of days ago. And Paige is six. So they're in second grade and first grade. Yeah. And we live in a suburb outside of Cleveland. And, um, yeah, you know, with young kids, it's a bit, our life's busy, but right. it's good. And, um you know, while we don't have a great looking lawn, we've, you know, this past year undertaken, or the past two years really, we've had a little garden, a little plot in our community garden. So we're working on our green thumb that yeah. day. Um, we just like to, you know, spend time outside. We go, we have amazing Metro Park system in Cleveland. So we try to get down there as much as we can and just hike and be outside. And um, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy or exciting. That's but awesome. We like it. That's awesome. So, I mean, when you first got into journalism, how did how did you get like what what seeded that that dream or you know what was it just I like writing in class was it like I like English class and reading books like what was it that made you say huh I want to be a, a journalist one day yeah I, I was thinking about that because you told me you're gonna ask yeah, me that. yeah yeah um, and I don't I didn't have like a you know one moment I would say um I, I just liked, I've always liked English and history and research and, and learning, you know. Right. <clears throat> and that's one thing I get to do in my job is learn every day, um, learn about people and their stories. And also, you know, I get paid to go to really cool workshops and yeah, I mean, get some and, of the best business training in the world. And put them on, too. I mean, this is a one-of-a-kind mm -hmm. event. I know with Lawn Doctor, we have a national convention that's always really useful knowledge, you know, going to that and meeting with people. Um, and hearing, you know, what they're doing to grow their businesses. But outside of our franchise system, it's always helpful to hear from other independent operators that are, you know, out there on their own, forging their own path. They might have ideas that are outside of the franchise system that I take and put it into my business and that wouldn't be cultivated without, you know, an opportunity like this that we have going on here. Yeah, is there any, I'm curious, are, are there one or two ideas that you've picked up while you've been here at the Growth Summit? Uh, so... I've gotten some. I've gotten some good intel. I've been. I've been gathering some intel. I've been trying to piece together the true green story outside of what's been published. Um, and there's some old timers here that have some great info on it. I mean, these are guys. He's like, yeah, go talk to this guy in California. He's like 90. You better go see him quickly, right? And get it on video because I think that that story just fascinates me. Because you look at their company and they have 
2.3 million customers, over a billion dollars in revenue. And you just don't think of that with being a lawn care company. And they provide so many great jobs to people. Um, and they have great training systems. I mean, I, I want to just... I'm like you. I, I like to research things. I'm going to be like a historian. <laughs> I, I reverse engineer it so I can pull out what, what got them to where they're at today and steal those qualities and apply those into my business too. Um, but just being here, um, just being around guys that, you know, they're doing great. These are, I mean, there's parameters to be invited to the event, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're doing great. They're part of the upper 10%, I'd say, of people in the industry. And, um, it's nice hearing that even at 50, even at 60, they still want more, right? Mm -hmm. they, they want to provide more opportunities. So it's exciting for me being 26, like this young punk 26-year-old kid. Like, you know, I'm excited that, you know, even at 50 and 60 years old, there's still going to be a lot of energy behind it. These guys are freaking, they're like ready to go. They're like, I want to learn about Facebook and YouTube and like, what's this video thing you're doing right now? Right. So. It's it's very interesting, and uh, you don't think of uh, as lawn. And I think a lot of times when I tell people like I'm in lawn care, they think I'm just like a, a guy out there cutting grass. Right. But these are advanced business people. I mean, they have very sophisticated businesses, and they're very successful. Um, so it's not just you know throwing a lawnmower in the back of a pickup truck. Okay. It's it's right. these are very advanced businesses, and people are experiencing a lot of success, and uh, they motivate me too. Um, hopefully I motivate them, but, uh, that was fun speaking on the panel today. W yeah, what's, you did great. Well, thank you. What's, um, what's something that you're taking away from this? What's the overall vibe you're getting from, you know, everybody here, uh, with, cause I know like, you know, in all the magazines they write, employment's always the, like the hardest thing to do, finding it's, great people. Yeah, it is the number one issue and it's. I feel like we talk about it ad nauseum right. because that's what everyone tells us. So that's what they want to hear, you right. know, stories of how other people are being successful. And I think what it comes down to, it, what I hear the successful companies say is, uh, you know, they're not, they're trying to build a culture that's successful so that they get people to want to stay with them. Um, and that they're trying to treat recruiting more like marketing, right? you know, um, to keep people coming in. Right. And that's, to be honest, that's one reason why we're doing this show and this interview, because I'm trying to position myself as the expert in the space. Even though I'm only 26, I'm positioning myself as the expert, like, wow, that guy's doing something different. Mm -hmm. This guy over here is not doing that, right. but he is, so he's, he's thinking about it differently. And um, so far, it's been getting me a lot of attention, and so if, if people know who I am, I'm more inclined to hire them, you know, and... Uh, they're more inclined to come apply for a job if they know I exist, right? Right, and you're more approachable if they right. see you on camera. And right, and um, cool philosophy. And uh, yeah, so because I, I talk to different franchisees and they pay all this money um, for like placing job placement ads and stuff like that. And so mm -hmm. far, we haven't had to do that because there's a lot of good talent um, that just want opportunity. Right. Like they're stuck at their job wherever they're at. They want opportunity. They want to be in a vertical or with a company that's going to give them opportunity to grow and advance. I mean, I th I feel like that's what everybody wants is to keep moving on and and doing better in some facet, right? Whether it's in family or business. Um, and I think that all starts with like having a purpose every morning and waking up and going to work and you know doing what you love. So that's awesome that you get to do what you love every day. And that's yeah. We have a, a great company and a great team and. Um... Yeah, it, people just want to be a part of something, I think. 
you know, more than just getting a check, even though people say it's about money, it usually isn't, right? Right. Like, if I'm going to be, I'm not a writer by any means, but I did start a blog, and I I'd sent that to you, and I write articles, and, you know, it's probably not the best grammar, and I probably should have paid attention more to English, right? But, you know, I'm going to hire an editor and just have him go through my blog and clean it up, but um, it's very interesting to me where print is going with all this so you know in the digital space everything's going digital right there's mm-hmm. digital copies of landscape management magazine but i'll tell you what when i still when i get that phone call every year about renewing the publication mm-hmm. i tell them to send me the print and send me like two or three of them because i like putting them in the office oh, cool. for, for the guys to read about other success stories maybe they're going to catch something in that magazine that i missed because um, i want to be paying attention to what everybody else is doing in the space so i mean what's your opinion on um, print and everything going the the move to digital do you think there's in 20 years from now we're still going to have magazines in print in your I opinion I definitely think so there's more magazines being launched like this year than any time in history mm-hmm. um, people are you know can't ignore digital and right. we're all on our phones all the time right, and right. there's such a huge amount of content but there's definitely something to be said for holding that magazine in your hand it's a different experience it's real, right? when you're on it's your an- device it's distraction or you're working right that's what, mm-hmm. we, what we hear in surveys and focus groups that we've done that the digital edition feels like work because you're on your computer right but you can relax with the print magazine right um people take it on vacation you it's, know i have copies in my bag of like a couple issues ago because I, I haven't read that issue yet so um yeah so and, and we survey you know all the time and make sure we're um what's the percentage like between digital to paper readers i'm curious about that do you have a um, date on that i don't know but i mean almost i think it's our circulation's like sixty-five thousand. I think it's like sixties in print and fives digital. Okay. So most people are like you; they print. still want it. And when we survey, it's well over eighty percent of people say they still prefer print. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, that's a little different B two B to to consumer media or the newspaper. I mean, I don't I don't get a newspaper at my house right. anymore any, right. every day. But so where do you I get do your news from? Subscribe. Is it is it Facebook? I'm always um, curious about that. Yeah, actually, that's an interview question that I ask when we're hiring people. I do get most of my news from, I mean, I usually go to, like, Cleveland.com, which is my local, I live in Cleveland, so yeah. I'll check out our Cleveland Plain Dealer website in the morning to see what's going on locally. Mm-hmm. I listen to NPR on my way into work, usually, yeah. and um, and I see headlines on social media, so from those those places where I right. get my daily news. But I, I still get some print magazines at home, and I... Um, I, you know, I, it, I do appreciate and I love that print magazine experience, and I think Me most too. people do. Yeah, there's something about seeing a newsstand, and like I'm in the gas station, you see whatever the headline is um, on the news story that day, and it's it's just you want to get that with the digital because it'd be a, you have to go and find it as, rather than it just showing up. So it's right. a very real thing. And then you get a text, and then you got to check your email, and then it's phone all rings. It, it and, is work. Right. And you're distracted immediately. Right. So that's one thing I like about the print is that it's it's very no matter what the magazine is if you're in it and we I we had talked about this before we hopped on live is you know we we'd go into site one and there'd be irrigation guys in there and Lance. Please move on to your next meeting. Thank you, Alexa. <laughs> Amazon Alexa. No, I'm just kidding. It's a little flavor of the event. I know, right? Um, and uh, so that's how you know it's live and real because that was not planned. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm going into Site 1 Landscape Supply, 
that's where we get our product from. And, uh, you know, they're like, oh, I saw your article in Lawn and Landscape Magazine, the, the profile, the backstory. Landscape that, Management. I'm sorry, Landscape <laughs> Management. It's been a long, long, a long, long uh, days. yeah, a long couple of days, lots <laughs> of sun too. So, um, but we go in there and they're like, yeah, I saw your, your profile in the, in, in the magazine. And they, uh, they're like, they think it's the coolest thing in the world. So that it's like real and it's distributed. So that's like 60, you said 65,000 people get the magazine. Yeah. In so print and um, online, you know. Like that's possibly 65 more thousand people that know me than before. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So when you think about newspaper dis distribution, like USA Today, like you get in the USA Today, their distribution, like all those people can see you and know who you are. And then they can buy from you or elect you, right? I mean, it's just like if people don't know you, then they can't exchange anything with you, whether it's right. a money or influence or anything like that. So it's that's very interesting to me. So what would you say, you know, there's there's a, a young journalist student, this, the, the landscape pun intended, right, is a little, cha it's changing, right? Because mm -hmm. no matter what, 50 years from now, we're still going to have written word, we're going to have video, and we're going to have audio. Right. That's never going to change. So what would you encourage young up-and-coming journalists to do? Um, do you guys have an internship program for um, landscape? We, we do. We've had interns in the past. We, um, I, I would, I would frankly just encourage them to learn all the new tools. I mean, print is still important. You know, grammar and telling, telling a story. Those are the most. Those are kind of table stakes. You need to have those. Right. That's but the foundation. Or if you would like to get a job. Right. Right. You right. Definitely right. need to have the digital skills that you know. I learned a little bit of that. I graduated college in 2005, so okay. it's like right on the cusp of, right. of the you know digital exploding. Um, you know, you need to learn what all of our digital content producers, which we you know we have one of those here with us. She's taking video for us. You need to learn yeah to, how to do this. You know, right, this um, I mean, it's it's a changing world and it's new and it's coding is such a big thing. You at least probably need to know HTML. Um, you just need to be comfortable always learning what's coming out next. Um, and we're lucky enough to be able to hire those people, but right. you know, it's still stuff I need to, to do as well. So, so, I mean, you said you interviewed people. As a journalist, I mean, if they're in journalism school, should they be, like, creating a blog and just, yeah. do, like, focusing on the, the craft of writing as much as possible and publishing as much as possible um, just to get content out there so they get known? Um, it, is that helpful for like a job a applicant? Hurt. I mean, it, it always. I mean, probably more internships and published clips. Like somebody else saw value in your work and published it. Right. You know, like anyone can publish whatever they want online, and that's fine. Right. And you should be writing, so it's um, looks ambitious to, right. to have your own blog or website. So right. Definitely. And most journalism students now, you, you're not going to graduate without have, making an online portfolio that includes a blog. Um, but getting published by, you know, as many places as you can and learning from the edits that, you know, somebody's going to edit you if you're going to get um, published, learning from how you're being edited and taking that just to yeah, take the next step and improve your, right. your work. Did that kill you? I mean, I don't even know how the editing process goes. Like when you write your story and it's like maybe 800 words or maybe 1,000 words or whatever it is and the, the editor gets it and slashes like some points out, did that like crush you like the first time you – I don't, you submitted no, your work? I don't think so. I never... Or is it like constructive criticism, yeah, kind of? Yeah, I always of. approached it as, you know, you might fight for it to keep a word in that you, you know, chose for a specific reason that somebody else thinks is unnecessary or something. Right. But I think, like I said, I'm always, I always want to learn. I always want to get better. So just appreciating that I'm, 
somebody's somebody's taking the time to do that right and um to make it better for right. it so that it comes across more clear to the yeah because I mean, everybody people, wants to help them do better and be better did and you get them is the message coming across is right. the most important thing not you know my ego right or any, anyone else or opinion ego. in some right. cases right right sure. so is it hard to stay you know or is that something you constantly have to go back to and like say you know what i, I have to disconnect myself from my own um or is that like you know journalism is that you're not writing your opinion right you're writing the story Right. That's right. I mean, I that's the a, thesis behind it. Yes, I, I do have a column where I do share my opinion. Sometimes on like life and business. I read it. It's and, it's very it's interesting. It's oh, it's cool. funny. Yeah. Thank you. And sometimes it's on industry things. Like, or you know, the garden, you know, whatever. Yeah. I I saw that one about the garden. I did to some give back work. My opinion occasionally on you know when the National Association of Landscape Professionals changed their name. That was kind of controversial. Right. And I was in favor of it, and I was willing to give my opinion on that. Um, but you know that's done in space. That's my column with my with my picture on it. Right. When I'm doing reporting on an industry topic or on um, a feature story, yeah, you are supposed to remove yourself and just make sure that you're covering all sides and being fair to the sources and um, asking any questions the readers would ask. So it's kind of you know different spaces for different things. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, the transparency is awesome, and I think that's you know something that's. Journalism is a hot topic right now in the media, right? Yeah. You know, with, with Facebook and the fake news out there. But there's no fake news here, folks. No it's just all news. right down to the point and uh, all truth. And you know what? Any of these guys would love to have coffee with you. They're great people. I mean, Marisa came on my show today. She was all willing to do it. So thank you so much sure. for coming on Lawn Doc. I'm be behind the keyboard, but yeah, this is to get in front of the camera it, this, every once in a while. Is this an exclusive? Is this the first ever? Yes, the Long Doctor Live exclusive. You heard, <laughs> yeah, you heard it first, folks. The first ever interview with Landscape Management Magazine editor, Marisa Palmieri. Thank you so much thank for coming you. on my show. It was, it was a great time. I um, hope, hope it wasn't too rough on you. Nope. I hope we, uh, we got it good. So if you're watching the stream, please like and share the stream. I did not ask you during this stream to please like and share the stream. But if you are watching it, please like and share the stream. I'd appreciate it. Um, and until next Friday, we have a great guest next Friday. Uh, very high media outlet source in Grand Rapids. Talk show host. So stay tuned. Lawn Doctor Live next week, Friday at 11 a.m. live from Venue Tower. So awesome. thank you so Thanks, much. Kendall. Thank you. Time to get back to work, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have a meeting to be yeah, in. Yeah, seriously. <laughs>